Gradually, this multitude silently quitted the large yard. James Starr stood alone. The black soil of the roads leading to the Dockhart pit echoed for the last time under the miner's feet, and silence succeeded the noisy life which had heretofore filled the Aberfoyle mine. One man alone had remained near James Starr. It was the overseer, Simon Ford. Near him stood a lad of fifteen, his son Harry, who already for several years had been employed in the mine. James Starr and Simon Ford were acquainted, and knowing each other, their esteem was mutual. Farewell, Simon, said the engineer. Farewell, Mr. James, replied the foreman. Or rather, let me say, till we meet again. Yes, till we meet again, Simon, replied James Starr. You know that I shall always be happy to meet you and talk over old times in Aberfoyle. I know it, Mr. James. My house in Edinburgh is open to you. Edinburgh is far away, said the foreman, shaking his head. Yes, far away from the Dockhart pit. Far? Simon, where then do you intend to live? Just here, Mr. James. We shall not desert the old mine, our old nurse, because her milk is dried up. My wife, my son, and myself will remain faithful to her. Farewell, then, Simon, said the engineer, whose voice, in spite of himself, betrayed emotion. No, I say again, till we meet, and not farewell. By the word of Simon Ford, Aberfoyle will see you again. The engineer did not care to destroy this last delusion. He embraced young Harry, who was looking at him with great yawning eyes. He again pressed Simon's hand and finally left the mine. This scene had taken place ten years before our story opens. In spite of the desire to see him again expressed by the foreman, James Starr had never heard tidings of him. It was after these ten years of separation that Simon Ford's letter reached him, inviting him to hasten to the old mines of Aberfoyle. A communication of an interesting nature. What could it be? The Dockhart Pit. The Yarrow Well. How these names recalled the past. Yes, those were happy days. Those of work, of struggle. The best part of the engineer's life. James Starr reread the letter. He considered it from every point. He was sorry that Simon had not added a line. Was it possible that the old foreman had discovered a new vein? No. James Starr remembered with what minute care the Aberfoyle mines had been explored before the final cessation of work. He had himself gone to the last borings without finding any deposit in this soil, ruined by exhaustive working. An attempt had even been made to work the rock coal under the layers which are usually of an inferior quality such as the red Devonian sandstone, but without result. James Starr had then abandoned the mine, absolutely convinced that it no longer held a piece of combustible material. No, he repeated, no. How admit that what escaped my researches could have been revealed to those of Simon Ford? Meanwhile, the old overseer well knows that there is but one thing in this world that interests me, and this invitation, that 
I must keep secret to present myself at the Dockhart Pit. James Starr always returned to this idea.